Here's what I love about technology. If you have something to say, if you think you have a show inside of you, guess what? You can. Let me tell you about a little something called Anchor. First of all, it's free. Uh, there are creation tools that allow you to record and edit your podcast right from your phone or your computer. You can even add any song from Spotify directly to your episodes. The possibilities are basically endless for what you can create, whether it's music analysis, your own radio show, or something the world's never heard before. Anchor will distribute your podcast for you, so it can be heard on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, and many more. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It is everything you need to make a podcast in one place. So download the free Anchor app. Let me say it again. It's a free Anchor app. Or go to anchor.fm to get started. What are you waiting for? It's awesome. When people ask, is everything a conspiracy? The answer is yes. Who and what is controlling everything and why? They, they practice sorcery. I can't argue against magic. <laughs> I don't know what it is that we live on, but I believe it's a realm. This realm that we live in is the lowest level of heaven, highest level of hell. Chicken, snake gods, and the Anunnaki, and sorcery. If Sam says the chicken snake god is running everything, I'm literally in the world of crazy. <laughs> I'm winning. <laughs> You're losing. Conspiracy Social Club, a.k.a. Deep Waters. Brian, it's going to be good. All right, let's do this. Gonna, there's, a funny, there's a funny question that says, Sam, what conspiracies do you not believe in? And I want to answer that by saying he believes in all of them. I don't necessarily believe in all them, but I have a black belt in conspiracies, which means I can discuss anything without crying about it, okay? <laughs> Hold on, dude. Are you suggesting I cry? No, you don't, you don't cry. You're great about that. I mean, you're taking L's like a champion. But here's <laughs> yeah. what's going on. I recently had the guitarist from, um, oh, what was the name of the fucking band? God dang it. Hints. I'll know. I think. Fuck, I can't remember the name of the band. Why can't I remember? Mm -hmm. He's fucking great, dude. Songs? Steph Christensen from, oh, um, the Deftones, right? Oh, okay. Great guy, dude. Great guy, man. Came on, was really honest about what he believes in, and the, the metal community has lost their skull. Why? Because he doesn't believe in certain things. He believes in some things, it doesn't believe in other things. Yeah. And they're losing. And it's so funny because people are want open-mindedness on things they believe in. And things they don't believe in, they just want to get the pitchforks and the flip torches yeah. and hunt down Frankenstein. That's because a lot of times what you feel emotionally about something is what you're going to justify believing in. You know, so so you're you're you Again, our, our thinking, our emotion controls our thinking. So a lot of times when people have preconceived beliefs, a belief system, and it's attacked, you're attacking how they feel, not actually how they think. 100%. Right? I saw a cool bumper sticker that on the Prius that said, don't believe everything you think. I thought that was a great quote because if you actually take stock and why you don't like certain people. Like, I don't like Kamala Harris. Like, I'm just gonna admit something. Right? Camel now, toe Harris? But here's the thing. I actually don't know a lot about her. I don't. 
I just have seen maybe three things and heard one thing about her that was spoken about her. And I just decided based on that, that I just don't like her. So I have a blind sort of, um, it's almost this like bias toward Kamala Harris. And it's because I feel like she's a, she feels to me like only incredibly ambitious and and very, very, um, uh, an opportunist. She doesn't seem like I, I think I don't the word, that's that called believes. cutthroat. Yeah, and so that's how I feel. I really do. So, so she she essentially said that Biden was a, a rapist and and a, and a racist at one point in the yes. you know, and then all of a sudden she's asked to be vice president. And she's like, oh yeah, I'm he's great and he's great for America. That's politics. I get it. Right. But um, th- th- there's just those kinds of things kind of get me to go. I kind of pull back. But I haven't actually investigated how she feels about policy. Well, and that's the my, that's problem with that, Brian, is that she has a history which people that want to believe in D's, the D's and the R's game, don't want to, to come to grips with. Democrats and Republicans? Yes. Yeah. Because really it is two, bir- two wings of the same bird. You know, but some, sometimes people can do things that remind you of people like past relationships. Like when she looked at Pence and she said, I'm talking, I'm talking. Yeah. I'm talking. Oh yeah. She's my, I've had girlfriends have done that to me. Yeah. My ex, my ex. So I, I, I have a, I'm like, Hey, that's fucked up. Don't do that to me because that's, you're being passive aggressive right now. Yeah. That smile is, I hate you. That yeah. smile is not. You're, By the you're way, I've been like lectured about that to my by my girl on how I talk to my kids. She's like, if you're saying, I love you, I love you to my children in a like, I'm trying not to go crazy kind of voice, that's gonna affect them. I go, they just know here, they just know daddy loves them, okay? Yeah, exactly. That's the game that gets played between men and women. I 100% believe the reason Hillary could never get anything going is because nobody wanted to hear that voice. In, in particular, men who like have women like, all the time now you gotta listen women to didn't like her though yeah it was sure. actually a lot of women that, that who were her age who didn't like her who who didn't trust her who thought she was a fraud well That's, she was yeah i mean she a was. lot of people felt here's that. the problem with camilla harris she bottomed out in the primaries so the i mean it's just like it's just it's to me buck breaking they're just like you don't get to pick we are always gonna pick with Camille Harris. When there's someone like Tulsi Gabbard, who, you know, she's part of all these secret organizations, she's, uh, I, I liked her at first, um, but she resonated way more with people than, oh, yeah. than um, well, she's, yeah, she's, and then you add that, you know, the chick out of Georgia that tried to run, that's the whole thing about the Democrats, is like they like to run people that people have rejected already. Do you know what I'm saying? Yeah, that, that, that's what I find so confusing. And it's like, I, I couldn't believe they were running Biden. And oh, then you had like, listen, man, then you had Camille Harris with Joe, uh, what's his name, Brown out of San Francisco, that she, that he openly admits they were having an affair with yeah. when she, he was married. And then it becomes like, where's this feminist shit now? <laughs> well, do you think that Tulsi Gabbard would have been better suited, would have had a better chance to win than Biden? Yeah, I think she would have done some serious damage. I know. Because she served. Yep. She, you know, she really checks well all the boxes. Yeah. Yep. And there would have been, but they didn't want her because, for, I don't even know, because there's a lot of the things come on. The delegates decide. No, it's, it's the, the old guard, decide. dude. Yeah. That it, I'm telling you, it's this butch clan. But something very interesting, and I was like, 
because I was thinking, like, what are we going to talk about this week? And I kind of was like, this was a weird week because not a lot of shit happened. It was kind of like... Well, one big thing happened, which I think is that Moderna came out with a vaccine that's 94% effective, so, which so, I think I'll open shit up because here's the big news about it. It's a vaccine that can be stored at the same temperature you would store other vaccines. The, the one that Pfizer came out with, you have to store at 103 degrees minus Celsius or something crazy. We don't have the infrastructure for that. That's probably why he, the CEO sold all, like all his stock. millions in stocks uh-huh. Maybe. because he knew that this other one was coming. But that, that makes but, sense. But what I'm really excited about is that we have a vaccine that is a 94% success rate for a virus that has a survival rate of 99%. So it's really great that we could knock off 5%. Just why not to have fun with? I, I Listen, you're preaching to the choir on this one. You're preaching to the choir. There is it. There is. You want vaccine, as long as you don't make it mandatory, I don't care what you do. Yeah. Here's the thing about it, though. I do think there are two things I have on thoughts on that because we're going to get a gorilla into it. back. Is on I got I got a nice back. Now, I got dude. a nice back. I got a nice back, dude. Um, and I want to I want to work on gorilla back t-shirts. I, I got to be before we start. I feel like you miss doing like the touch butt stuff that you and Shab used to do, where you used to talk about foo foo stuff. I could do that stuff. We could talk about dude, you're, you're, pants and working out. You're and bleaching an interchangeable. Our you're, you're you're a sniper rifle with an interchangeable barrel. If I want you to shoot close range, yeah. I'll just change the yeah. barrel. I can two, talk anything. I can turn two screws that that and put that in yeah. right, right away yeah. before they even know what the fuck yeah. is going on. Or I can put a long range. Yeah, barrel on. yeah. I, there's nobody more versatile I talk, than I you. I could talk anything we, you want. We just can play that. grab ass. We yeah. can play. You can pinch my cheek. I'm not about touch butt, but yep. I mean, if that's what I gotta do to help my boy, you can be losing as you have been and you can still keep a smile on your face. You know what I'm saying? It, it is what it is. And we're going to get Look into Look at something. all the L's in that Callen right there. No. Callen. <laughs> That's true. There are a lot so of So many L's. What the fuck? This is 14 to 1 to Sam. When I went to bed, woke up and now it's 1471. How did Callen get 70 votes overnight when there's only 15 games played? Audit the vote. That's Ross McMahon. That Thanks, Ross. That was great, dude. That's Ross when we make a sticker, you get a free one. <laughs> oh, man. Um, so go back to... So I thought the big news was... And this is very interesting because I brought it up with Desperado, who was outside. Yeah. And uh, it was that, um, you know, there's some things going on to make you think it isn't what everybody's telling us. One of the things I found very interesting is that Camille Harris has not resigned from her seat. Was, yeah, but she doesn't have to until, I think, February. So that's standard. But if she would be, she would be, if she's vice president, not elect, because you can't be elect because they haven't had the electoral vote, and she's so sure she won, why is she still holding on to well, her seat? Because typically, what I think what you do is you resign when, so Gavin Newsom now has to choose who is going to take her place. Oh, God. Obviously, American psycho. Obviously, the LA Times is like it should be a woman and hopefully a woman of color to represent, you know, the Senate more appropriately in as it mirrors the United States. Okay, all good. So he's going to find someone who is appropriately diverse for that role. Do you and, think he uh, likes to get pegged in the ass? I don't know. He's a. He looks like like Bobby. Like when I watch that beat Bobby Flay, I'm like, I like his show. I like yeah. him. He looks like a guy that just ha- is so dominant. You know what? I have a friend who knows him really, really well. And you're going to ask? And he no, and he. Uh, I think he said that, like, when you're hanging out with the guy, he's he's pretty cool. He seems like a nice guy, but when yeah. you're so, like, crushing people's spirits, like, I actually talked to him via t- FaceTime one time. 
Yeah. He was with my buddy. And uh, we were talking about him doing my podcast before he was governor because- um, Oh, Gavin Newsom we're yeah, talking about? Yeah, I thought we were Gavin talking Newsom. about Bobby Flay. <laughs> oh, oh, I was talking about Gavin Newsom. <laughs> oh. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, what we were going to talk about is he didn't really want to talk about politics. And I said, I don't want to talk about politics. I want to talk about how, how you think you can convince people to come over to your side. How do we- how do you get your idea to be embraced by people that don't agree with you? We're talking about techniques to do that. And he wanted to do that, but then it just never happened. Um, but then I'm jealous. He's like, I'm jealous oh, I got to destroy California. I don't have time to do your podcast. Well, he's 6'4". He's got great hair. And I, I, I would like to talk to him about, can just do one thing about the homeless. Just fucking, but that's, I don't know. Well, you want to hear my conspiracy on that? Is yes. that they're doing this because they want people to move. They want to, uh, one, they want people to move out of these big cities because, uh, one, they want to make it more, you know, enjoyable for the elites, less traffic. I mean, come on. Can we all agree here that traffic has been a lot better now that it's everybody a, left? It's been a fuckload better. Right? You're like, yeah. the 405? Speaking of which, by the way, we are moving studios. I'm getting a studio tricking it out. Yeah. It's going to be the Conspiracy Social Club slash Mandragon Studios, and it's going to be fucking good, and it's closer to you. It's going to be in... Well, it's closer to you. Let's just put it that Let's way. Let's just put it, it that a, way. It won't be a long drive. I don't want to say where it is because you guys will mob the place. I would love that, dude. Yeah. I want to hug you. Can I Come hug on, you bring it in. Bring it in. Bring it in. I wish you were coming to fucking Naples, Florida with me. I'm there I this love, weekend, I love everybody. Captain Brian. Off the hook. Yeah, you know Captain Brian. Yeah, right? one time I brought Tara Patrick there and the entire... Yeah. She's so hot. She's so cool. And I'm going to tell you something, man. Uh, being in LA, we've seen some stunning people. Yeah. The first time I ever met Tara Patrick, <sighs> I was like, this is probably the most beautiful human being I've ever seen in my life. I met her at the comedy store. I did, I did kill Tony with her, I think one time or something like that, or a panel. I can't remember what it was, but she is, she was always impossibly hot as a porn star. Like I, I always just, I always be like, well, she's flawless. How did she get into porn? How did somebody who's that gorgeous, who belongs on a magazine cover, what happened that she decided to get into porn as opposed to become a movie star? I don't know. You know, there, there was that thing. Yeah. Super well-spoken, looks, seems very smart, uh, and fucking gorgeous. Like, gorgeous. like when I met her, she had retired and she was fucking gorgeous. She was, she's Thai. Is that what it is? Yeah. Yeah, she's Damn. wonderful, dude. Wonderful. So she was easily one of the most beautiful people I've ever met in my life yeah. and one of the nicest people. God. Uh, God. Yeah, I mean, just stunningly beautiful. It's, it's Just stunningly. It's astonishing. She's probably 45 or something now, right? Yeah. She's still killing I mean, look at that. Man, if you, were, if you had Asian fever, would that not be the pinnacle well, at, of what you were- Look at that. Look at her there. What Isn't the it fuck crazy? is going on? And it's just like- God. Well, you know what I've always said? Porn is the number one female sport on the planet, right? You know, that's my... No, what do you mean? It's just the number one fem female activity. Now, do you think... Would you put any restrictions on pornography? Uh, yeah, no one below age. Obviously. Yeah. Well, 100%. But I'm saying it seems like younger kids are watching it and it's fucking them up. Well, I would tell you, dude, why, why don't we have 18 and over phones? I, well, that's a very good fucking question. Having a 12 year old who can see and look up. Why? Everything. And, and if it, if they really wanted to stop it. Yeah. They could easily they come up with a way. They, they don't. don't. They don't. They don't. So, so I was listening to Rogan on, there's this, Al, uh, this guy, um, 
Alvin Adler or something like that. He's a uh, he studies this stuff. They no longer have in video games, they no longer have a button that tells you it's over. The game's over, okay? And they no longer have a button that tells you the game starts. What happens, so if you go to TikTok, it just starts scrolling video. So you get addicted immediately and it never ends. So you, you can do that and they do that with video games now. Brian, go on my phone, find, find Twitter. It's gone. I took it, it off my phone. Yeah. I had to get off it. Yeah, because you couldn't. The dopamine mean of like a new story, a new, I need a new story. I need a new story. I need a new story. That's right. I had to get off. That's right. Yeah, that, that's what happens. I've never had that problem. I, I stay the fuck off that stuff for the most part. Well, I mean, I, I, there was a time when I was partying where I had literally seen all the porn on Pornhub. Okay. So I was like, oh, okay. Have, oh, really? I'm like seeing it, seeing it, yeah, yeah, seeing you it. Get, you, get, it. you get numb to it. Here's yeah. my question about, let me go back to the vaccine for a sec. Um, I hear, I don't know if I'm right, I hear that the vaccine will have, because vaccines, I, have, I, I don't know if this is true, I don't know if this new vaccine, but there, there are agents in the vaccine, whether they're metals or whatever, that, that you can scan your body to see if they show up. I don't know if that's true. Chin, can you look that up? They're talking about if, nanobites in you too? Nanobots, like yeah. Nanobots? So, so in other words, if that's the case, then you know that you're not going to, you know this is going to happen, ready? You're, you're, you know how they take your temperature? You're going to have to show proof that you have been vaccinated if you want to work certain places, get into certain clubs, get into certain places. For a virus that has a 99 point five percent success rate i know but stop using facts dude um <laughs> we're not talking about facts this this epidemic has been about fear as much as now the one thing i will say is that the hospitals in certain places are over get overrun brian right? we, we've been hearing that for fucking ever i know i agree so listen I, let's do some good news <clears throat> let's yeah. do some good news so another thing that's very interesting guys is that trump for a guy who's supposed to be on the way out fired almost all the civilians at the Pentagon. Like all these civilian leadership got them all out, has installed a group of people who want to end war. Yeah, that Like seems... these guys are known for one end war. That's, that's very fucking true. That's very interesting to me because a lot of them are considered radicals, but th these are military people who are not in favor of the Middle East wars that we've spent a fucking fortune. People don't have any idea. Nobody's actually looked at the trillions of dollars we spent. Trillions. In these wars. Trillions. And, and I'm sorry, but you know, and all due respect, because I got a lot of friends in the military, not a lot, but enough, and, I, and I'm, I'm a patriot, but the amount of killing that we've done in the name of freedom and to protect against terrorism has weighed on our American consciousness and most importantly- Standing. Most importantly, on our fucking- on our men and women in uniform who have to do the actual killing, especially when you're not really necessarily seeing a fucking difference or it's all murky. I, I, I don't know, man. I, 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 don't, I don't like it and I don't think it's good and I don't think the, the outcome is positive. Here's the thing, Brian. <clears throat> it, what we're seeing now is uh, we, what George Bush and Dick Cheney and all those guys got, got us into it is when it is all said and done, it will be described as a genocide. A million people dead yeah, man. over there in that part of the earth. Yeah, but dude, we, they're, but they're brown. They don't speak English. Yeah, I you mean, know, it's very, that's the it's whole thing. It's very easy to detach. It's fucking very easy to detach. And what we do, 
It was what human beings do is they go, well, they don't think of human life the same way we do. <laughs> That's because you didn't live there, motherfucker. I did. You're wrong about that. I'm sorry. I, the, the terrible thing is, the terrible thing is that nobody wants to face is that people who lose a son, a sister, a brother, a child out there f cry just as hard as you do. Yeah, and they bleed exactly. And 100%. I know, I know people know that intellectually, but they don't know that emotionally unless you've lived there. I'm like sorry. these are human beings, man. Yeah. Like you know, when they're like three hundred people lost, fifty American. Well, you know what, man? I mean, as an American, I'm sad, but like that doesn't mean like those. I value those fifty more than those people. Americanism, nationalism, comes to me in sports and in business. Sure. But at the end of the day, we're human beings, yes. human race, yes. and I I want everybody to be able to live their life and be able to uh, feed their family. Yeah. You know, we travel the world, dude. That's right. You should watch a, a show, a Netflix series called Fauda. Have you guys seen that? In Arabic, that means chaos. It's done by, an, by Israelis. It's created by Israelis who it's about at this elite counterterrorism unit. And in Israel, you have these counterterrorist uh, commandos who speak fluent Arabic in the dialect, and they live in the West Bank and Gaza, right? And they, their job is to thwart attacks by Hamas, Hezbollah, and stuff like that. Hamas is controlled opposition, go on. So it's the fucking, that I believe the star of that was actually in the unit. It's one of the best shows I've ever seen ever, and here's why. Even though it takes the place from, from it, the Israeli commando, these guys who are the Israeli double eight special agents, these, these, this elite commando unit, um, it gives you the side of the Palestinians. So when you watch it, even though it's done by Israelis, written by Israelis, they make sure that your heart breaks for the fucking Palestinians as much as it does for the Israelis. So the Israelis who do the killing, you see the cost it takes on their families and their, and then you see the, the you see what happens to the Palestinians. And one of the things it does such a great job of is showing that people who live in Palestine or in the West Bank and in Gaza, have dreams, they fall in love, they love their kids, they want they even do it with the terrorists. They do it, they, they where they where they have family, they're talking, I love you. It dude, it's and when they die, you your heart breaks for both sides. That's why the, the show's fucking genius. It's humanizing genius. people. Yeah, it humanizes them. It fucking humanizes them, man. Cause they are human beings. I know. And it's like there's no it is my uh, like I have I have no problem with Israelis. No. You know? I don't. I think Israelis are like Americans, man. They have been bombarded with a propaganda that these people want to kill them and they are, hate their freedoms and they hate all this shit when in reality, it's the same motherfuckers getting these people to fight with each other. And that's my honest opinion, dude. Well, the only thing about Israelis is that Israelis... Israelis are all over the map with their opinions. You got to remember, there's like the Dove Party, there's the Labor, there, there's the Likud. They, they, they are always arguing. Like Israelis are constantly. Sounds like fights. Americans. Yeah, yeah totally. There, you have left wing Israelis, you have right wing Israelis. The only thing about Israel in itself is that you got to remember that it is a Jewish, it is a Jewish enclave surrounded by, by, and especially traditionally hostile neighbors, primarily Muslim, right? And yeah, and, and Israel, the founding of Israel is really, you can never talk about the founding of Israel without really first talking about what happened to the Jews in World War One. I, I mean, World War Two, and the genocide that happened there. And then the, the few people that survived had nowhere to go. And it, and it gave this insane fervor to the Zionist movement. 
So that that's a whole different story where the emotion runs deep. I've always said if I was if I was Israeli, I'd feel the way the Israelis do. If I was Palestinian, I'd feel the way the Palestinians do. I don't get involved in that conversation because it's the emotions are so fucking deep on both sides that I would never make headway. I almost feel like I can't talk about it. I'm not allowed to because I don't know. I love you. <laughs> Do you have a different point of view on this? I have my own opinion. It's a sensitive yeah. subject, and it I don't is. really want to It's a very sensitive it subject. It's because hard because my belief is I love. I've met every most of the Israel's, Israelis I met wonderful people. Most of the Palestinians I've met wonderful people. And Israel is a land bridge that connects, makes it, it's the easiest way to get goods from Asia and Africa to Europe. That's a very powerful place to have. I don't think that's true. Israel is? Yes. It's a land bridge? Yes. Bring up a map, Chin. Bring up a map. I'm gonna have to stop him on this one. Israel and Palestine, said? Well, no, Put in Israel, uh, Israel la land bridge, Asia, uh, Africa. I mean, that, that might be something people are saying, but I don't know. Sinai Peninsula, or simply Sinai, is a peninsula in Egypt, of course, and the only part of the country located in Asia. It's situated between the Mediterranean Sea of the North and the Red Sea of the South. And it's a land bridge between Asia and Africa. It's Canaan, Can Can is that C-A-N-A-A-N? Canaan Islands. Yeah. So it's a very, it's a, and let's not protect, let's not forget, as we discuss, you know, the Anunnaki, Right, the Sumerians. We're talking. This is Mesopotamia this too. Is, There's a lot the, of ancient knowledge. Oh yeah, through. oh yeah. You go back to so the Old Testament. It's on this more one. than just Jew versus Muslim. It's a lot more than that. Uh, yes. and that's all I must say. To you I guys. see what you're saying. I see what you're saying. There's the Sinai Peninsula. You're yeah. welcome. So yeah, that's true. That's true. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, oh, what time did we start? Has it ever been this early that we called? No, no, no. I'm just saying. We called it. The only, the only, At the some no, point, no, you're gonna be like, "Why well, no, I didn't know that." No, the Sam, only, thank the you for only, saying no, that. No, because the only problem with your 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 point of view on this a little bit is this: is this, sir? And I and I. This is why I was like, mm, because <laughs> you see, my friend, it's much easier to to take a huge ship and ship goods across the sea there, and you got the Gulf of Suez. You you can come around. Instead of going I all the them. way across let me, let me, let me that inhospitable, <laughs> and that very fucking dry. So early in the fight, but you know That's what? Why dude? You know the Suez Canal. You hey, see that? See the hey, Suez? Real quick, everybody, by reset. We're no. starting from now. We're gonna forget that early part. But we're, see, no, but see, the Suez Canal is actually what we're talking about. That's why it was so important. Mm, okay. Yeah. So don't good ever time. say that again. But here's good the thing: time. I good appreciate time. that you think good it's a times, land bridge. Good times, good times. So Palestine, right there, is right next to this thing that you just called the the big canal. Well, you were talking would, about at this yeah. point would be the West yeah, Bank and yeah, the yeah, Gaza Strip. Yeah. Yeah, um, yeah. So that's my whole thing. I think there's outside forces at work getting the you know the the Jim and Janes and all yeah. the people on the on the street to hate each other and fight people on their level or below them. But and that's my opinion. Here's my here to let me just get a W here and and. Uh, <laughs> Because we're starting over, right? No, no, but, but I Come mean... Come on, let's just start it over. No, because we've never done this before, but it's fun. Well, start it over. I, I kind of wanted to revisit an like old conspiracy. I feel like throwing it. Don't throw it. Dude. Come Don't on, throw, I just want tap. to. Don't tap I want to give I you a... You will tap anyway when I have you. Look, I want to give you a When w. I get you here, you're oh, going to tap anyway. Oh, shit. <laughs> you know I miss I mean? that whistle. Yeah. I love it. I love it. And that's how I tap you. When I really want to go, I go... Or I go like this. I go, I go, 
which means sleep in French. Dors, mon ami, dors. But I put you to sleep slow and gentle, man. You just fall asleep on my chest. You're a caresser. Dors, mon ami, dors. I respect that, yeah, yeah. dude. You don't know. It doesn't even hurt. It doesn't even dude, hurt. He's out. He's out. I just He's go night-night. He's out. He's out. Bye-bye. Baby, okay. go sleepy. Au revoir. Baby, go sleepy. Dors, Sam. Sam, dorm Tripoli. Sam Tripoli, dorm mon ami. Dorm. C'est la nuit, c'est la nuit. It's nighttime. Yeah. Dude, I've I'm never been so. I feel the warmth as the darkness sets in. Yeah, dude. And that's how I win arguments. Yeah. I'm gentle about it. I don't come in blazing, dude. Yeah. Why? I'm not a blazer. You're right, dude. I mean, I could. I mean, I, I should could. win differently. I shouldn't blunt force it like this. You, I you, should slowly caress you. You blunt force because because you're a bull in a china shop, not your fault. I'm I'm I I'm I toy with you a little bit. Yeah. You know, for the first 14. <laughs> Oh, I love I'm this. moving around. I like that. I'm moving around the ring. Get Vegas thinking the odds are crazy. Exactly. Everyone's going, I'm Mike Tyson. Exactly. And you're really just... That's all I'm doing. And yeah. I'm going to hit you with now. I'm going to hit you with a question. Yeah. I want you to answer it. Okay. But I'm just doing that. I've been tapping you around the body. Okay, I'm I love it. I'm not even going ahead. I love it. You know what I mean? I love it. Here's the thing. Yeah. Let's I'm rehash something. One of the things that always bothered the shit out of me was that people think 9-11 was an inside job. Oh, oh okay. So... Oh, did we already talk about no, this? No, 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 did no. we already discuss this? No, because I'm going to make a case. Hold on. That that now, please. Okay, let, I want you to say, but don't go too deep into it because no. I really got to understand what you're saying. Yeah. Make your case, and then I'm going to ask you a little bit more about yes. what you're stating. My my case is this: that there was that 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 a a strain of Islamic fundamentalism. Ooh, yes, ooh. can be can be traced really way back to Wahhabism in Saudi Arabia, but let's just take the 50s in uh, Egypt. Okay. When, when uh, a lot of the Muslim Brotherhood, which was founded by a guy named Qutub, I think, um, was, was uh, essentially an answer to the secular and repressive military dictatorships of the Middle East. I love it. Right? So the Islamic Brotherhood was sort of this idea of we bond under the Quran, under the idea that we're all, you know, the, a lot of the humanist principles that we talk about, however, we're righteous and we're religious and all that stuff. Most it, of your religions all are from a place of love. They'll correct. always be fanatic. Correct. But the fanaticism grew in the jails of Egypt as they were being killed and tortured. And and the it, the resolve and resentment. So a lot of scholarship that would show that the, the fanaticism or the resolve, the militarism came out of those, those, uh, those cells in Egypt as people were being tortured. And if you look okay. it up, you can see that. Mm. And so as the Muslim Brotherhood was crushed by military dictatorships that had interests in, for example, middle, the United States, the United States had certain, see, United States and Russia used the Middle East as a proxy, you know, for wars, right? Afghanistan, so, sure, right, and, and all of the Middle East really, but it was always this, it was always kind of this like proxy kind of, the United States was looking for influence, so as was Britain and the and Soviet Union was looking for their influence and and so what happens in those situations is if there is a group of muslims that are sympathetic to leftist leaning policies maybe more of a socialist doctrine the U u.s couldn't have that they couldn't have that so we would we would arm and provide weaponry to certain governments that were repressive. That is that is the knock on the United States. And if you live in the Middle East, that's what they talk about. They talk about the hypocrisy of the United States, talking about democracy, but supporting people like, I mean, we can go on to it, Mubarak, the longtime dictator of, of uh, and, 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 and by the way, Saddam Hussein for a long time. So 
there was a great, as I think we would all agree, there was a great deal of discontent, desperation, anger among among people in a lot of Middle Eastern countries that had been sort of the pawns of both the United States and, and Britain and the Soviet Union. So there's a lot of men who were young, couldn't find jobs, uh, had been marginalized and all that shit. Including the men that were that that I'm sorry, including the immigrants that that found residency after the Algerian wars in in France, they wouldn't they weren't assimilated, uh, and and different countries like that. So, what I'm what I'm saying is that it's not far fetched to believe that there were young Muslim men who who under the guidance of religious sheikhs who had also been radicalized primarily because of their experiences being that they 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 created the motivation to assemble teams of military wings that would commit things like terrorist acts because it's the only way you fight a superpower you just have to create fear and there is all this stuff that goes on so to me when you see that they were so desperate at one point that they were willing to blow themselves up with the Kobar towers the suicide bombings in Tanzania, I think, in Kenya, the 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 um, the USS Cole when they literally ran themselves into ships. We know that there was a pattern of suicide bombing that was happening. It was happening in Israel, in the Gaza Strip, in the West Bank, in Israel itself, in Tel Aviv for a long time during the Oslo Peace Accords. They blew apart because of the fact that. I mean, a lot of it was that the Intifada, the second wave of the Intifada, wasn't with stones anymore. It was with fucking suicide vests. And that was a major problem. And when, when they said, what is, I remember Barbara Boxer or somebody said, what's Ariel Sharon supposed to do? Is he supposed to get write an op-ed page, page in the New York Times or fucking answer back with weaponry? So there were real issues, right? So to me, it was never far-fetched to believe that a bunch of highly motivated, fanatical Muslims under the, guide, the, the leadership of someone like um, Osama bin Laden would decide, it was a genius plan actually, let's hijack planes and fly them into fucking the US Capitol, into the CIA headquarters, into, into the uh, uh, Twin Towers. To me, when you hear about that, as a desperate young man who is that angry and that, that ideologically infused with a, a sort of a, a radical strand of Islam, that's not far-fetched to believe. It, it, it's a genius way to actually fight back and create a major you know, blow. So please explain to me why you don't think that's a plausible. <laughs> yeah. Do you think that's plausible? That, that, wow. that, 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 well, so break so, it the real, do you like, think down that, to do you think what that a you're group, trying to say. A group called Al-Qaeda, yeah. which was essentially financed by radical islamic elements okay okay all right do you think it's possible that they are more possible that that created a group of suicide bombers suicide a group of ideologically committed men who are willing to fly planes in the buildings don't do you think that's possible more possible than some large elaborate plot by the deep state (laughs) to destabilize our country and have an excuse okay. to invade Iraq. Wonderful question, Brian. And the quick By the way, answer already, is already, already. Should winning. we stop the show here? No, no, no. Just here. No, but so that's my question. Kind of, Brian might have won at some point. Cliffhanger to next week, and then we come back. We could, but I want your. Okay. I, I, I want that. Brian, I want so your the answer. question is: Could this happen? Meaning, could a group of people want to do this? It could happen. They could want to do this. Is it plausible that they pulled it off? Absolutely not. 
<clears throat> Why? It's impossible. Why? It's in from just the actual act itself. But they learned how to fly with simulators. No, they didn't, Brian. They weren't even allowed to fly personal planes. Their own teacher said you are not allowed to fly without yourself on little tiny planes. I understand. You are talking about absolutely an aerial feat that the most seasoned fucking pilot said they could never do my dad would disagree with that he's a pilot and my father said my father said to me i would love i but, mean but, but on a flight simulator you can actually listen, learn how to fly i love plane. your father yeah and i respect your father yeah and i i wouldn't want to get into debate with your dad because that's not really my style but if you can find someone who you have of much love and respect in terms of their credentials as your father, and I, I would like to have them debate some people I know, like uh, the people who run uh, architects and um, uh, architects for 9/11 Truth, okay? But and he, engineers. He, I wouldn't. I'm not. Just, I'm not agreeing with him just because. I'm, what I'm saying is that uh, I, I only use it as an example because he's a pilot, and what he was talking about. Because I asked him that. I said. To, to learn how to fly with to a go flight simulator. That, that's, listen, Brian. He said, to that's go not at, as hard as so you So as you go higher up in the atmosphere, eventually you're going to hit the dome so you can't go too high, right? But as you go up a little, as you go up a little ways, right, the yeah. air gets thinner, which makes it easier for the plane to go. So you can hit certain speeds. But as you get lower, man, yeah. the air gets denser. And it's harder to fly at that speed that they're talking about for that type of plane, which is why. So will you do me a favor? But it only took off. But, but Sam, it took off from from where they got from LaGuardia or hold JFK. On. Can you look up something called Operation Northwood? Yes. Okay, can, can I ask you a question? Are you saying, what are you saying? Are you saying that the planes didn't fly into those buildings? Of course they did, right? I believe that something hit those buildings. There are people who believe that. But we have not. video of the planes hitting the building, Sam. Yeah, but Brian, what I happened just to said planes? I believe it. Okay, so you believe okay, that? Okay, I believe. So it. you believe those planes were filled with passengers? And no, someone, I don't think where, they were. Full where are all classes. the passengers? I know somebody who lost. A, so Brian, I want you to read this out wait, loud, wait, real quick. The guy who ran Fraser, he was on that plane. He was in first class. He was he was killed. Yeah, Brian, I want you to read this real quick. Okay. Yeah, it's 1962, Bubba. Read it out loud. Stage false flag terrorist attacks inside the U.S. and abroad to provoke military intervention in Cuba. Yep. Planned call for central intelligence and the other operatives to commit genuine acts of terrorism in U.S. cities and elsewhere. These acts of terrorism were to be blamed on Cuba in order to create public support for a war against the nation, which had recently become communist under Fidel Castro. This would never fly, by the way, through Congress. I don't believe this. It got one to part of JFK's the operation. death. Yeah, and they would never, it would never get through. One part of the Operation Northwoods plan was to develop a communist so Cuban terror campaign in the Miami area and other Florida cities and even in Washington. The document was signed by Chairman of Joint Chiefs of Staff Lyman Lemitzer and reportedly presented to Secretary of Defense Robert McNamara on in 1962. The previously top secret document was originally made public in 1997 by, I, I believe all of this. Okay, I believe all so of this. let's just cut through I, it. I'm going to tell you what this operation was to all the people. Uh, just start getting that fucking arm ready to put the... <laughs> L no, no, another no. L. That's 1962. You, you're almost like you're almost like when pitchers get K's, they just yeah. start putting K's up. We're gonna start having a little thing where people can start putting L's up. But hold so, on. Go so on. this is the this is what Operation Northwood was. They were going to stage a uh, uh, there was going to be a musical event uh, festival in in Cuba. They, they were going right. to set this up. They were going to do it. They were going to set a giant media blitz where these college kids were going to where these college kids were going to do a big media hey we're going to cuba right 
And then they were, everyone's going to see the Cubans, get, uh, the, ki- the college kids get on the plane. The plane takes off. The, in this operation, the plane lands and a similar plane takes off full of explosives. And it was going to blow up in the air. And they were going to blame it on uh, Cuba. So okay. within these, w- w- the story is told that people on the plane started making calls to people our plane's been hijacked all that stuff that technology did not exist you could not make a call from your plane a civilian could not make a call on a plane to anybody at that time hold hold on and when they pinged the calls the calls were in the air they were actually on the ground okay that's that's uh, i have to disagree with you let me tell you why the fact of the matter is, in 2001, you absolutely, you would put your credit card and you could make a phone call. Brian, that did not exist then. Look at that up. I'm almost positive it is, because I'll tell you why I know that. Brian, but you if we why? go here and you lose, it is officially over and I can go home early. Hold on. Let me tell you why. You that's can't not, take two L's in one game. I, I'm not, but I remember when Katie Lang, I sat next to her on the plane, I think in 2001. Did you just name drop? I did. I was in first class because I was doing that show inside Schwartz. I think it was 2002, Where, Read that. That's the cell phone, but uh, <laughs> no, 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 no. Cool. But we had phones. The f- Remember the phones with the credit cards? That's when we had phones. So we had <sighs> phones. Can you make a phone? Let's check it out. You want to do this one? Yeah, there's one. They weren't using. They were using the phones in the in the uh, in the thing. Yeah, I just typed in what year were you were you able to use phones in a plane? No, no, no. Type in what what year did they could you use your credit card to make a phone call in a plane? They had phones there. I know they did. Now here's the other thing. So you, what, what happened to all the people that perished on those planes? Well, there's a whole bunch of different stories. It says payphones on jetliners, and this is 1984. Yeah. So you could use. I remember but, you could swipe your credit card. Yeah, but Brian, you're assuming everybody did that at that area. It, it didn't happen, dude. But I just won. I just you proved didn't you win. Make a phone you call. You didn't look, win. Look, you know how you do it? Didn't now, win. Like, you know Brian, how you just, I got nobody, you know, I got a W. It's never been talked about. That's Brian, it. not one time has anyone said, oh, they use their credit cards to make a call. But they were using the, the plane they phones. They were using their phones. The phones. They made a call and it didn't exist. That technology did not no, no, exist, they were using, Brian. They were using the phones. Brian, yeah, you're crazy. But that's what they that's what they were doing. No, they weren't, Brian. Uh, look up the phones. Look up, uh, Chin, look this up so I can just, let me sure. double, write a WR. This is crazy. Brian, they I'm didn't already, do that. It's crazy how I'm already winning. This you are nuts. not already crazy. winning. I mean, Brian, let me guess. That was taken on the day of 9 11, and that woman's that's calling right her there. friend. And that's a picture from 9 11 that survived. That, that, that and there it is. See her right there, you yeah. fuck. And that guy Winner. right there. That guy right there. So, so not in like 2000, what they had those giant phones? Let me shoot. I'm going to shoot the ceiling, and there's going to be stuff that comes down. Yeah, okay. Yeah. That's victory shots. Okay, Brian. While, fly- while many flyers would prefer any airline feature of phone calls, no. <laughs> it's just hard to find with just regular credit card phones versus cell phones. So here we go, Airphone. That's got to be it, right? Air Brian. ground telephone service. Air ground telephone. Yep, there you go. Yeah. A lot of passengers to make telephone calls later. Inc- data modem service in flight. Brian, yeah. 
Uh, Brian, you didn't win, Brian. You're assuming that every plane had that on there. And this has been discussed forever. They didn't have the technology to make those calls. And those calls were pinged to the ground. Any of the in-flight calls made by victims of the September 11, 2001 attacks were made over air phone and Air One. Oh, you're crazy, dude. But that's what happened, Bubba. Look. It didn't I'm happen, Brian. AT&T Wireless Division. It didn't happen, Brian. I mean, Brian. but it's right here. All they right, were Brian. making phone uh, You calls. know what would be fun real quick? You know what would be and really great, Brian? it was, it was Brian? discontinued in 2002. Jen, I told if, you. If the listeners of the show could do their own research mm-hmm. and provide links that later on we can go back and make sure it happens. But wait. You so, guys heard it. Sam, I remember personally... I remember being on a plane with people. And again, Katie Lang, I, I remember this so well. You know why? Because uh, what's his name? I'll tell you. So I was sitting here and across the aisle was Katie Lang and John. Um, oh, fuck. What's he? Uh, he's such a great guy. He's a great actor. He, was we had him on the, no, we had him on the podcast. Big Irish John guy. John Candy. No, his son His son is uh, has Down syndrome and he's an activist for, for that. Um, he's John, a great I guy, man. I John Melkovich. No, he was in that show. He's a great actor. He was in... Uh, he was in um, uh, Scrubs. He was in Scrubs. Bring up the cast of Scrubs. So he was next to her, right? And here's what I noticed. This was in 2000. Here's what I fucking noticed, dude. Or whatever. She was on the phone for, for the whole flight. And I remember going, she must have so much money. Because the, the fucking phone call was probably John, C. McGinley. John McGinley. And he was sitting next to Katie Lang. Never said word one to her. Never said word one to her the whole time. Because she was on the phone the whole time talking. And I remember going, Katie Lang's rich. Because she can talk this whole time on a phone because it was $4 a minute or some shit. And I was like, How it probably was literally, probably, it was like two, three hours. It, I mean, I couldn't believe it. And I said to him as we were going, I had met him before and I said, uh, you didn't say a word to Katie, Katie Lang. He goes, don't care for her. Didn't want to say hi to him. I'm not saying hi to her. He's a fucking great guy. So all I'm saying, Bubba, is that you Brian. did have access to phones. Brian. I was there before 9-11. Uh, I'm just telling you how, I mean, yeah, that, that is right, something I, I saw. You want to take that as an L? This is the w. funny thing about the show. Brian, Brian gets one thing right. W. He wins the episode. So congratulations, Brian. Can I just shoot one you won the episode. So let's even throw that shit out because it pinged to the ground, but that's okay. Let me thank let me thank my creator. Hold on. The way you, when you win a sport, watch this. Uh, yeah, thank him. Thank him. Thanks. Thank Thank him, Brian. Look, look. Thanks. I mean, I'm sorry to be. I like want this. links. Guys, do your own investigation. Tell him but that he's crazy or tell basis, me I'm crazy. The basis, I'm okay. The basis, I'm okay with that. The basis of but your Brian, argument is that got, you no. can't fly a plane with simulators. Nope, stop. Right. That's not the basis of my argument. Right. You're saying it's impossible My basis, no. My right. basis is that these guys who flew mm. could not, weren't this skilled of of pilots. Now there's other things into this that I don't want to get involved of. Some of them are called dancing Israelis. I don't want to get into that because I don't want to make you uncomfortable. Dancing Israelis? What is that? Hold on. You've never heard the dancing Israelis? No. No. I haven't. Are you serious? I haven't. I've heard that people, I have heard people say that they think this was, that Israel had a vested interest in destabilizing Iraq because it's because because Iraq had the fourth largest army and it was a threat to Israel. So that I, I've heard people in the Middle East in the Middle East, the primary theory is that Israel Ariel Sharon was responsible for 9/11. Like the Israelis orchestrated. Oh, is that what they're thing. saying in the Middle East? Oh yeah, that's always. Been oh, the interesting. Yeah, in the Middle East, it's always been like the people responsible for 9/11, and they even had things like the Jews were told to go home that day. Problem is, my buddy Robbie. Weingart, his brother, perished in the... In okay, the, so, so let's just real a, quick... That's crazy. That doesn't mean... Listen, man. 
There's a lot of things going on here, man, that I want people to understand. Yeah. I have said this before. I love what is that? Do you guys remember the story? So this this actually triggered my memory of the story. Someone stole a Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and committed suicide. Okay, so listen. There's a there's a there's oh, a oh, did this, does this go right into the ground? Yeah. He gets really close. And then he pulls it yeah. back up. Then he does it a couple times, and then he finally just... So there's uh, also a conspiracy about that. Yeah, I'm guessing it has to be. Because that seems so difficult. Oh, but then again, there are people that are suicidal that just do crazy shit. But to be able to fly so that. Great, right? To fly like that. so great. I think he talked so the, to his wife the whole time, right? No, uh, he uh, he talked the to... The airline. Yeah. Whatever, the, what do you call those people? Uh, and he's like, man, I fucked up. Yeah, yeah. He sounded like a really that. cool guy. He's like, yeah, man, he I thought this would be a good idea. <laughs> man, I'm really letting everybody down. I'm sorry. Yeah, I remember that. I remember it very and well. And they wanted to help him land. And he's like, nah. Yeah. The way he said it. Nah, so heartbreaking. It does make you me sad someone gets like that. Um, okay. But, but, you know, there's something called the E-Team. You should look into that. It's very interesting. I don't want to get too weird because I know Brian's a sensitive guy. No. So I don't want to get too weird. No, but I'm asking you, do, you do think then it's possible that Al Qaeda was responsible. Well, seeing that Al Qaeda okay. was funded by the United States, it's all, dude, you gotta understand, dude, that there's like, you create a problem so you can get money f to fix the problem. And, you know, when Dick Cheney's part of a think tank that writes a book that talks about how we're gonna need a Pearl Harbor type event to uh, put America back on course. And that was that book came out much more before 9-11 when the guy who actually owned the buildings took, um, took uh, insurance out on the buildings because it would cost him a fortune to get the asbestos taken out. Uh, and he got, he got the insurance right before, and that guy had gone to work every day, him and his family every day, and 9-11 was the first day he didn't go to work. There's a lot of stuff like well, that. Well, I think I think the thing is the Twin Towers never really made money. They were always, I think, in the in the uh, they were always in debt. There's a lot of stuff. But, 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 but you look up but the here's what can I give you can I give you what I think is more plausible as yeah. a conspiracy theory for real? I think that I think that Al Qaeda was real, and I think that they were funded. I'm going to give you. I think that Do you know Bin Laden was a CIA agent at one point. He definitely worked to help fight the Mujahideen. No, he was, he was here Soviets. in America he helped fight studying the with the CIA. He helped fight the Soviets in, he, in, in Afghanistan. That's true. Now, now here's, here's what I'm saying. I do think that Al-Qaeda acted, um, these, uh, these f f fundamentalists acted alone and destroyed the Twin Towers. Yeah, right there. Now, yeah. I posted that picture on Instagram once and it got taken down but wait, instantly. Here, here's, here's, that one right there. Here's what I, here's what I do think. Tim Asamid. Welcome, Tim Asamid. Here's what I think. Here's what I think. Hey, everybody, it's Tim Osman. I, I think do it's think, I, I, It's Tim Osman. I do think it's significant that a number of most of the hijackers were from our biggest ally in the Middle East, yeah, Saudi Arabia. Yeah. Okay. I also do think that, I do think also that when, when Al-Qaeda used the Twin Towers to create their spectacular used event. Used the Twin Towers. I, I do think that there were elements in the United States and elsewhere that saw an opportunity to blame Iraq be, and say that Saddam Hussein Before had somehow something that. behind it and that, that he, he was he was that Al-Qaeda was in Iraq, which it never was. And I do think that we were sold a bill of goods and lied to, lied to, and 
anybody in the deep state who said that's not true, that information was suppressed. We do know that. So I do think that there's conspiracy here. So I Brian, just don't know. I don't think that the United theory. States, I don't think the deep state, the CIA, or anybody in our intelligence community would ever, ever sacrifice the Twin Towers, Langley, the Capitol, the White House, all these targets that were aimed at by these fanatics. I, I think it embarrassed the CIA. No, hey, think, bro, hey, bro, did, did I bring up, like, have we talked 9-11 before? I don't want to get into no, really. so I mean, I, much crushing. Because oh, you knew I'd destroy you. Okay. You know what I'm saying? You <laughs> so knew Brian, I'd beat you. So, Brian, it is your belief mm. that two planes took down four buildings. Is that your belief? That is my, it is my belief, yes. That is my Four belief. buildings. That is correct. Okay. I, I don't know structural integrity and architecture. Okay. I don't know anything about any of that stuff. I do believe Would that, you ever want to talk to an architect about that? Well, would you be sure. interested? I would love to. I would love to get him on, man. To. Gage comes on my show all the time. What is what is Gage Gage's background? Uh, he is a, he is part of the uh architects and engineers for 9/11 Truth. And he will explain to you how many pillars were in that building. Right. But I believe jet fuel burns but, okay. at a higher temperature than, than so, it so takes. So let's pretend, right? Let me yeah. have this real quick, Brian. And let me some truth talk in this, this microphone for one time, okay? <laughs> so here's our building, right? Yeah. And your notion is that a plane that hits up here will cause melting down here. Yes, and you know why I say why? that? Because I saw it with my own eyes. I saw no, no, Brian, you eyes. saw a building go down. Yeah. You didn't see this melt. So you think people were put charges <laughs> in the building? Really, Brian? So you think that the CIA or whoever actually rigged the buildings beforehand so they, to fly the planes in wasn't enough. They had to also I, I, rig them. I don't want who to get Who do they get to fly I don't those want planes? To get but who do they get to fly those drones? Planes? So there were there were no real pilots. So the people who wore the headbands with the night blade cutters or the, I mean, the uh, yeah. box cutters, that didn't exist. Uh, Muhammad Atta and his friends didn't exist. Then. Do you know there's only one video of uh, the terrorist going on? And it's one video and it doesn't even work. The video doesn't even, it's like a picture or a still, but it doesn't, it, it, the technology at that time does not fit the video that so, they're so showing. So Lawrence writes... Pulitzer Prize winning book, The Looming Tower, you think is all a fabrication. Yeah. He's an investigative journalist. Yeah. He looked at every detail, and I've read the book. It's phenomenal. All right. I mean, it, there, are, cool. there are too it, many. Hold on. So your 9-11 book that was phenomenal yeah. didn't mention Israeli dancing, the dancing Israelis? I didn't hear anything oh, about the dancing so Israelis. Oh, so cute. What, look up the so, dancing Israelis. I so cute. Wait. So cute. Look up now the listen, dancing Israel. I want I want everybody to understand something. When you when you talk about Israel, there's some people who get very nervous. I have no problem with Israeli people. I have no problems with Judaism. I love everybody. Countries and governments have policies and some I don't agree with. So I think I'm gay. I'm what I'm gathering. I think you just said you're gay, and, <laughs> I, and I appreciate you coming out on I the show. I am a gay man. That's how a, you're not going to get the L. As, as a you non can't give him an L. He came out of the fucking closet. We can't give him an L. That was the smartest thing I've ever heard you do. You see that, dude? Can you play? Um, can you also open another tap and put E Team? 
But sure. can, I just, can I just say something? So as a as a E team, E team, twin no, towers. No, stick to dancing Israelis, please. No, this is all part of it, bro. Can, can so I I'll have can this I loaded picture? Picture. Oh, there we go. Okay. But but Sam, Sam, at the end of the day, what it sounds these? like. Oh, Sam, dude, these are dead. These are dangerous pictures. I don't want you to see these, dude. I do not want you to see these. These are dangerous pictures. So my guess is you're thinking is Israel was behind 9-11. No. All right. I do not believe Israel, the Jesuits. The government. Oh, you think the no, Jesuits were? The, the, the Catholics were. The, the Stop with the Catholics, All right, man. the Jesuits. The Jesuits, the dark arts, the banking International banking cabal. So they got into a Mossad, room. Mossad, CIA. Inside. They're all Jesuit, man. And it's they all, just they had different names. So they all decided that they we should take down the towers. I don't want you to watch this because I want you to just be happy. Nine eleven suspects that dancing Israelis. So it might be Israelis that did it. You want to watch this? I know. Don't watch it, Brian. Uh, I want you to enjoy that five twenty guys who lived in a hut. In the desert, they, had a lot. they were pretty somehow well flew pretty well financed oil money. Yeah, right? you know where they spent all that money on Strippers. fucking champagne rooms. Yes, yeah, exactly. By the way, did you uh, real quick? Can you go and put in something called the Stripper's Guide to Fighting Terrorism? Can you look that up real sure. quick? <laughs> I mean, uh, do you feel b badly that I I was able to destroy? Brian, you? I'm literally saving you from your feelings getting hurt. Go to videos real quick. Yeah, I think that's it, the I'm, stripper's guide to fighting terror. So you don't believe Al-Qaeda? Do you believe it existed? Do you believe... Special Agent Rex this one? Ogden, yeah. The Department of Homeland Security. That's Chris Eisen. If you're Eisen. watching this video, it's because you've been selected by your government to participate in a top secret mission called Operation <laughs> We've determined you meet two key criteria necessary to ensure your success in this endeavor. First, you love your country. Second, and more importantly, you're a stripper. An erotic dancer, a go-go girl, a pole pony. You take off your clothes for dollar bills. And you've just become the front line in this nation's war against terror. Let me explain. What do all of these scum have in common? They hate our freedom. And they love lap dances. That's right, 24 to 48 hours before committing their cowardly acts, each of these terrorist scum was identified in a champagne VIP room. That's why we've created the Terrorist Neutralization Administration, or TNA. Welcome to the Stripper's Guide to Fighting Terrorism. We intend to educate you on how to identify a terrorist while you're dirty dancing. Upon completing this video, we'll self-destruct and turn into gay porn. Let's begin. <laughs> okay, welcome to Uncle Sam's Liberty Lounge. How's everybody doing out there tonight? We got some great fireworks on stage for you. And now, Coming to the stage, she puts the ass in democracy. Please welcome Penthouse Pen of the Year, Taylor Vixen! What should you be looking for when trying to identify a suspect? Here's some signs that you are, in fact, dealing with a terrorist. <laughs> hey guys, I'm Taylor. What's your name? Sign number one. Three out of four members of his entourage are named Tony. My name is Tony. Terrorist. <laughs> My name is Tony. Terrorist. I am Tony. Terrorist. They call me DJ Kaboom, my friend. <laughs> Motherfucking terrorist. Okay. Sign number two. It's getting better. 
That'll be 20 bucks, sunshine. He attempts to pay for his lap dance with a post-dated check. No, sweetie, I need cash. Oh, no, 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 trust me. This is good. How many eyes in infidel? Cocksucking terrorist. Sign number three. Hey, sweetie, would you like a dance? He starts every story with one time at terrorist camp. <laughs> <laughs> Motherfucking jihad loving, camel riding, American hating, cocksucking terrorist. Now that you've identified the terrorist, what action should you take? One, finish the lap dance so he's not to tip him off. Two, give your drugs to the house mom. <laughs> Three, alert the authorities. Now you're educated on how to identify a terrorist. Good luck. And Godspeed. I like Chris. He did a great job with that shit. What are you doing here? <laughs> Same thing you are. But you're not. I bet I am. But you're not. I bet I am. But you're not. I bet I am. Dude, come on. How, how great was Sam, that? Sam how about my last video I sent Sam you anyway? Tripling. When? About Pack That Ass. That was great. Million Dollar Blowout. Oh, man. Um, so. So my whole thing, dude, is that, yeah, I don't want to get too deep into it. So you actually, you, so what stop. do you believe? I believe that an international cabal came together and wanted to bring the U.S. into, into uh, war. Now, they also wanted to cover up for the $6 trillion that had been discovered missing in the Pentagon. Now, if you actually listen to Donald Rumsfeld's speech they gave the day before he says what in his very important words i know what some of you are thinking why do i want to attack the pentagon well that's fine but can i ask you so what about islamic terrorism what about islamic fundamentalism and is that something that has i mean it, we do give is that a threat i mean like i i mean <sighs> Obviously, do they commit terrorist acts? Um, I, I, I'm not saying they don't. There's radicals of all groups. But I mean, as we found over and over again, we I mean, we're just seeing it with Michigan, right? This whole thing to kidnap these uh, the, the governor, right? That whole thing was basically scripted by the FBI. The guy who came up with the idea and coerced everyone to do it was an FBI informant. You see it happen all the time. You need a bad guy so there can be a response. What I'm saying is that you do understand and believe that Islamic f people who identify as Islamic fundamentalists. They're like, we are. I, do you think they like, say that, Brian? Uh, well, I, I'm an Islamic fundamentalist. Well, I think that they affiliate with something called the base, Al-Qaeda. Uh, or Sharia or law ISIS, or ISIS or whatever it might be. And there are ISIS is completely and utterly paid for by the United States. But there are. No. Brian, it's completely, and, and that's what Benghazi was about. Look, look, look. Listen, we can't Do get into that. Do these conversations make you uncomfortable? Well, no, they don't. I don't want to bring I'm you asking, down to the dark you're, water. You're saying that Islamic I want to talk about cool stuff like chicks. But you're saying Islamic fundamentalism <laughs> and it had nothing to do with 9-11. What? And that you're saying that there, there were terrorists who were Islamic fundamentalists who belong, who trained in Afghanistan. So that doesn't exist. You're saying that's all a fabrication. Yeah. So I Muhammad think even Al the story of this, uh, I even think the stories of Al Qaeda 
of those hijackers in America was simply another layer of the story to to cover up the real story. So Hamas, Hezbollah, Iran's interest, their financing of terrorism doesn't exist either. I believe that they're all control I believe controlled opposition. Hamas is doing the shittiest job ever. Uh-huh. Right? So they're throwing a, so the the Palestinian people. And listen, again, I listen man, I want peace. I want Israelis and Palestinians to live in peace, okay? They are genetically similar. But that's never going to happen with these outside forces, man. It's just not going to happen. Well, there's there's a lot of... Brian, have you ever heard of Building 6? Have we talked about this? The, the, The building that collapsed shortly after? No, that's Building 7, Brian. Okay, Building 6. Have you heard of Building 6? Sure haven't. Okay. No. Although I worked. So it is in. your belief that two planes hit two buildings, yes. causing what you know is three buildings to go down. Yes. But you don't know about building six. Oh, you don't know about building six. <laughs> I don't. Who else does, though? Uh, the those you who your, know. You and your, your friends. So what you're about to see, Brian, is the sure sign that it wasn't what you think. And this, my friends is building six and the reason building six is very important is because building six got fucking hollowed out okay okay meaning the entire walls stood up stayed in building six now what makes building six special besides that it got hollowed out what also makes special is (laughs) is that building six was actually the third building that wasn't had accounting offices in it okay so the pentagon the part of the pentagon that gets hit okay is the accounting office of the pentagon okay right that's a big thing building seven what was in building seven it housed all the accounting offices for uh the, for, someone for cia fbi yeah. secret yeah. service and stuff like that okay now what's in building six but sam Sam, What's in building is it possible six? Possible that the fire spread to those buildings, and and that when they came down, it caused so much structural damage that the other buildings would come down and catch fire. That's not possible because I don't know if you and I know but enough Brian, about. You're you and I telling me, Brian. This. Look at that build. Get up, Brian. I gotta do. I want to just do something real quick, if we could. Just- Burlington Coat Factory's there. Yes. Okay. <laughs> and don't get me started on what that is. Okay. I'm only kidding. Brian, look at this. I know we can't see this on camera, but look at this, Brian. Look at this. Look yeah. at this, Brian. We're talking straight up walls sitting there, hollowed out. And it was hollowed out like 10, 10 fucking like floors down. Now the question is, Brian, sorry, Chin, you did that. My apologies. Hold on, let me just, let me just hold on for a second. Guys, we're back from a short break. Sam was showing me some uh, some building stuff. He's not an architect, uh, but uh, the bottom line is um, he's talking about structural integrity, etc. And uh, I'm still winning. Keep going. <laughs> You're not winning, I'm Brian. Winning. Brian, going. do you know what office was in Building Six? Um, no. Okay, it's a it's a group called the it was called the El Dorado Task Force. Okay. Do you know what the El Dorado Task Force was? I don't. El Dorado Task Force was. A group of uh, what basically happened was 55 government agencies pooled their resources together. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. And they put together a task force to look for money laundering throughout the world, in particular 
funding terrorism. Okay. And you're... Can and I, they hollowed out that motherfucker. Gotcha. Can I ask you a question? Brian. Wouldn't it have been easier? Wouldn't it be easier to just go in in the middle of the night, get a bunch of guys to take all the information and computers out of the building instead of instead of creating 9-11? Well, Brian. You know what like, I'm saying? No. Like, wouldn't it have been easier? Because, just, Brian. If that, you wanted to hide something, couldn't it? Wouldn't it be easier? Brian, you do you down? think. We'll, if you had the power to actually create a major terrorist event that causes. Uh, has repercussions for the next 20 years in our country and is historically significant. Wouldn't it be wouldn't it be an easier, more clandestine thing to just get a bunch of guys in there quietly and take all the information out of that building you didn't want instead of creating a massive boom? I mean, I would think that if you were a deep state actor, you'd be like, what? Fly planes in the buildings and get these get these young men or do drones, all that crazy stuff. Or we could just get some guys in there to take the computers out and destroy them. But then how do you get your wars in the Middle East? Well, it seems to me it seems to me that we've never had a problem getting involved in the Middle East. I'm not so sure that 9-11 helped the U.S. It was a massive expense. It, w- it would have been way easier you are so to cut a cute. deal. But, but, it, but, that but is it, so but it did, it did cost us a lot of money. Yeah, the U.S. government cost money. People made a lot of money off the fucking yeah. wars. There's the, no yeah, Halliburton made yes. a lot of money. There's money in war. Money disappearing. The left industrial and right. military complex is real. I will, yes. I will agree with you. Okay, on that. and I will agree that there is uh, there are a lot of people that are very happy to keep a war going. I also believe, like this is my argument against big government, when you create a fucking when you create a war or any kind of government program. There's a cottage industry that grows up around it that never goes away. So when you have the Middle East wars that are making people that much money who have a lot of power, they have a vested interest in telling you, we still have terrorism in other parts of the world. What about in Africa? What about in Nigeria? We need a military presence in there. And by the way, I'm going to provide you with all the equipment and military weaponry you need. Okay, so I get it. Right. And oh, by the way, if you're not going to vote for that, Remember, I give to your campaign because I'm Lockheed, I'm Northrop Grumman, I'm all these other companies. Right. And, and I have people in the Heritage Foundation right. who will create an argument for why you should give me money yeah. or you're not going to be elected. Here's your yeah, list of donors. So we know that's all corrupt. Right. So I agree 100%. Yeah, and then they'll use domain uh, voting system to flip all the votes and get you out anyway. Yeah, yeah. My, my basic disagreement with you is I don't think people who are in the deep state are able to pull off a 9-11 kind of event even if they want to. There's just no way they can do that. Did you just say, did you just say that the deep state military industrial complex could not pull this off, but 20 dudes who used to ride camels to work somehow got it all together and beat the greatest air defense Ever. Well, it's low-tech high genius, isn't it? It's low-tech idea. And, but, but, but the high-tech high genius people couldn't pull it off? No, so what it is is this. We, we basically buy a ticket to fly somewhere. Okay, we can do that. That's easy. Just get a ticket on a plane. Uh, I'm, a st- I'm here on a student visa. So, Brian, I'm here on a student visa. But in the meantime, I'm going to learn how to just operate a plane, not even land it. I don't have to learn how to land it or take it off. But, I just have but to learn you can nail it. it. I can learn how to fly it. Yeah. Right? Into those buildings. Yeah. Which we know you can do. Yeah. With enough practice on simulators. To the point where an FBI agent alerted 
her head, her superiors to the fact that there were these Arab guys who weren't interested in taking off or landing. They were interested <laughs> only in flying. She thought okay. it was she thought it was rather suspicious. So Brian, let me what ask about you something. That? So you're like, I can it! So Brian, so you're saying that these guys pulled off one of the greatest Avion, aviated. It's not avion. What is it? It's not avion. It's, it's, it's aviation. Aviation. Stunts. Uh, uh, we'll say stunts ever by by doing a simulation. Brian, that's like saying if I play UFC video games enough, I know MMA. Not really, actually, because flight simulators are how you learn how to fly a plane. So no, flights, no, 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 flights no, 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 Brian, are But you eventually get yeah, in there yeah, and you have to do it. And you eventually know no, how to do you it. Can learn and a lot. when that happened, yeah. Brian, the fucking air, his pilot trainer said, you can't fly by yourself. You're not good 100%. enough. 100%. So what, what happens is you're not ready to solo yet, but you can learn a lot in pilots practice on simulators because it's, it's instrumentation. It's all instrumentation. So it's very similar, right? So that's what I'm saying. So it's not far-fetched to believe that you could actually fly a plane at a certain altitude into a building after so many hours of study. That's not so, far-fetched, right? So, Brian. It just isn't. I mean, we know you is. can do that. Brian, it is far-fetched. So you're fetched. saying that they drones. So these were actually, these were actually remote control pilots that took a plane like a 747 and flew it remotely. We didn't have, we didn't have phones, you're saying, but we had the technology to fly a drone. Brian, are you telling me you don't believe the U.S. government's military technology is somewhat 30 to 40 to 50 I'm saying years ahead of us? I'm saying the U.S. government would have to pull that off with, with the help of a lot of people. How the fuck do you keep that secret? Hey, will you look up... Um, oh, man, how do you keep a secret and how do you get patriots in the military to be Dick like, this Dick Cheney uh, calls off airstrike. Can you look at that? Calls off... Dick Cheney. So you're saying Dick Cheney was one of the architects. He knew about this and was saying to the military somewhere. Hey, Called man, off uh, air, uh, where is it? No, yeah, you spelled Cheney wrong, okay. sorry. Wait, before we go into this, I Sam, wait, wait, everybody, hold on, hold on. Sam, give me your most nuts to bolts, give me what you think is the most likely scenario. Calls off of uh, air defense, put that. Wait, Calls wait, off wait, air wait, defense. Forget all this for a sec. Hold on, dude. Sam, sh give me, defense on 9 give me what you think is the most likely scenario to have happened in 9-11. Okay, so basically what happened is this giant, um, over at some point, um, they decided they needed to get into the Middle East. They wanted the oil, they wanted to the, um, they wanted the oil, they wanted the land, and dude, they wanted all the ancient knowledge that the Middle East has, Stargate, probably basic star Wait, stargate for time who is travel they and what is this who is that you always ask they is they tell you who it is the jesuits man. sorry no jesuits. dude it's the black cube of center occultists okay sorry so those guys wanted the ancient knowledge of the middle east that's in mesopotamia they, no mesopotamia they want all the ancient knowledge. they don't what want is this ancient knowledge we are. what is this ancient knowledge ancient knowledge is that we are that we are uh the history, our life, I, that's a whole different conversation. Sorry, okay, so keep going. Uh, so, we, oh so, so they wanted the ancient knowledge and the oil and the land. They wanted all of it. Keep going. All of it. Oh, by the way, okay, I got so much shit to throw at you, dog. I got so much shit. It's unbelievable. Right. So basically at some point, George Bush Sr. and his cabal, 
which is Rothschilds, Rockefellers, you know, the the 13, all these groups of people, you know, this occult, these dark art occultists, right? Some might say Nazis, okay? Dark art occultists decided they need to get in to the Middle East and take it over. Right. Because it's it, if you control the area that is Israel, you control the three major religions. All the three major... Did you just fart, by the way? <laughs> okay. The three major religions are all come out of Israel, man. So if you control that, you control those religions and what they are, and you could use that to get people to fight with each other and stuff like that. So they, they set this thing up. I believe the rigging of Florida to get George Bush to beat Al Gore was them going, okay, man, we got this thing's about to happen. We got to have Bush in there, have Cheney in there. Cheney takes over NORAD. North Air uh, Air Defense System. He calls off the uh, jet fighters. They're like, "Ah, oh, sir, it's uh, within 100 miles. Sir, it's within 50 miles. Do you want us to engage?" And basically, there's a witness that says, "Did I tell you to change the plan?" Mm -hmm. And that's what happens. So what happens is, over four years, these art students had access to basically the towers. And what? this whole group of thing, all these groups came together. Hold on, you just came up with art students, though. Where'd they come from? I just told you about the Israeli dance. They're Israeli dance. Dance. The Israeli. Why do they need the, Israeli the dancing Israelis? Dancing, are why do they need dancing Israelis when they had the obviously the military under Dick Cheney, people in the military who were willing to kill three thousand plus American citizens yeah. and embarrass the shit out of our military and yeah. the CIA. So you're saying that. Who are these dancing Israelis? Why do they need them? Uh, I just believe, dude. I, I, again, I mean, we're da we're going in dangerous areas here. Okay. Okay. But that's okay. I do not believe that Israeli people or Judaism or any of that stuff. This has these these this has nothing to do with religion. This has to do with occultic people. Okay. And these guys were arrested, right? Uh, with weapons uh, in their van on island. That van right there. They got arrested. Right. Okay. Uh, not with that van right there because that would, that's obviously Photoshop. But they got, the cops arrested them. They had um, weapons, bombs, all this stuff in their van. So later on, can you go to... Uh, so their conspiracy didn't work. So oh, no, it did work because they were, they were seen dancing in, 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 in the parking lot. Uh, okay, so, so they were the real hijackers? No, I mean, dude, our people are hijacked. Oh, yeah, so see see that video down? Okay, how deep you want to go, Brian? I mean, we're going so deep that I'm not sure, I'm not sure what you're saying here. Uh, so we used Muslim boogeyman, the bloodlust that led to eternal serial war against the Muslims nations. Israel has proceeded to dismantle what was left of Palestine before in the West Bank. Uh, okay. This is all, so, all anti-Semitic propaganda. So do you, can you okay. go to YouTube, put in Dancing Israelis? Mm -hmm. Okay. And I'll, I'll show you this thing. Okay. Dancing Israelis. Okay. There we go. 9-11 or just that? Yeah, that one. Just go that one. All right. Go down, go down, go down, go down. Let me make it bigger for you. Uh, go down. So anyways, there is this interview of this woman. She... On 9-11 when it happened, she looked out into her parking lot and she saw people on the van celebrating, right? So she calls the guy. There, there, that's it, that's it, that's it, that's it. 
In the days after the September attacks, there were countless rumors about strange coincidences surrounding the events. One report about a group of Middle Eastern men spotted the morning of September 11th parked just across the river from New York City has not gone away. Investigation of their presence has led to questions about whether Israel was conducting espionage on U.S. soil. Which we know. Oh, can you fast forward it? Oh, that's it. Here. Okay, go back, go back. We want to hear this whole story. Here we go. It began when this woman was watching the Twin Towers burning from her apartment in New Jersey. She noticed three men on top of a van, posing for pictures with the towers burning in the background. And I could see that they were like happy. You know, they, 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 were, they didn't look shocked to me. You know, they didn't look shocked. I thought it was very strange. The witness called police, who stopped the van hours later and arrested five men. All five, it turns out, were Israeli. They were turned over to the FBI. Sources tell ABC News during a check of national security databases, some of the men were listed as having had connections with Israeli intelligence. At the FBI, that set off alarm bells. Okay, so stop it. So now go back. Go no, go back to uh, the the where you can see all the videos. Oh, Oh, wait. All right, so so go back. Uh, There's an interview. They go back to Israel. And they do an interview on in um, Israel in which they state that they were there to document the event. Mm-hmm. I didn't want to talk about this. Uh-huh. I mean, uh, all right. Is so there a specific some, video? They could have been Israelis who... I love Israelis. I mean, it also... Isn't it possible that they were dudes who were just taking out of morbid oh here it is dude this one yeah what how long is that let's see if it plays it real quick two minutes and 54 seconds so that's the guy see if you can fast forward Mm -hmm. oh i didn't fast forward this Mm -hmm. get to uh keep going keep going keep going keep going keep going past that past that oh that's the cop that arrested him keep going okay so go back start right here And at that point, we were taken for another round of questioning, this time related to our allegedly being members of Mossad. The fact of the matter is, we are coming from a country that experiences terror daily. Our purpose was to document the event. Stop. Our purpose. But that's that's all he's saying was that they were like, they were like taking pictures of what they knew was going to be the most historical event of our lifetime. It's not, it's not proof Stop. of guilt. Stop. 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 Yeah. <laughs> How do they know the event is happening? Because it happened in front of them. They were taking pictures. Like, Stop. Our was Re- to go back. Event. Go back. He says they were there but to Sam, document the event. you're reading into what he's saying. Oh, it was yeah. happening there. Our okay. purpose was to, he's saying Stop. we're not fucking, we're not, they, they got arrested, but they weren't, they didn't have anything to do with it. What they have, to, and then more documents were given out because I don't they're go dancing. Because you're saying that the Israelis had the something that what? These guys had nothing to do with the. They were seeing towers burning, and they were like, "Let shit, we come from a country with a lot of terrorism. Take a picture of this. This is a fucking." But why? Event. Why? So I can that, say I okay. was there. All right, Brian. I'll get. I'm gonna give you. But you're reading into something. No, that you don't Brian. Have proof I'm of. not. You're. You're saying. I just that don't want to make you you're, uncomfortable. You're deciding what he meant by that. He would if he was truly. 
an operative? Yeah. You think he'd slip up on a talk show? Do you think he'd do a talk show? Yeah. I mean, all right. You want to play it again? I, I mean, no, I, I don't I, want. I, I won I, so I hard. I won. I won this one. Can we so just hard. edit all this out? I don't want you to put any of it out because I don't want to make you uncomfortable. No, listen. I won this hard, and it's not your fault. I'm gonna give you the win just so you feel better yeah, about I'm just yourself. Gonna, let me shoot the ceiling. I crushed gonna be, it. There's gonna be a lot of like, like tile. <laughs> so if you're asking me, finally, if you guys fucking say that I lost this one. Yeah, Brian, you I'm are gonna, gonna get. I'm fucking come. be like a pinata, nah, and I, 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 I told, I said earlier, I'm gonna throw the fight. I <laughs> you get, you go down too much of a rabbit you, hole. No, there's no way to prove you like this are stuff. In denial, and then we gotta wrap it up, man. This was a fun conversation. This was good. Today. This, was good. this was good, Brian, and we're gonna. This yeah. was good. Now I want you guys to come see me in Naples, Florida, uh, at Off the Comedy Club. Even if you don't live in Florida, <laughs> where, where are you gonna be? I'm never doing stand-up again. <laughs> never, you're done? Obviously, talking about Israel, I'm blackballed from everything. Um, I'm going to be in St. Louis uh, December 3rd through the 5th. In St. Louis? Yeah. All right. And, Guys, and, thanks and, for listening. Uh, say who won. Hopefully, the show will be back next week, oh, and yeah. uh, we'll see how it goes. Oh, we're going to win. Um, yeah, I, I, uh, I destroyed you in that, and it's important to realize that... Uh, your conspiracies have been out there for a long time, but they just got debunked. <laughs> and you guys want people to comment as far as doing their own research on this topic, yes. right? The 9-11, yes. the yes. buildings, and then come I back. want you to yes. do that. Comment, yes. Please comment. Let us know what Leave, you Leave, yes. And we're Leave. moving into a studio, guys, soon. So bear with us. And another Bookless Book Club coming out. I uh, hope you enjoyed the morning about Righteous Mind with Jonathan Haidt. You don't have to read the books. Just listen. Are you winning with the books? I'm winning. It's way harder than I thought. Breaking a book down, doing a good job, is hard. I mean, how do you read a whole book? It's, I, I read a lot of books. That's why I win these arguments. But I mean, <laughs> that's why. How do you read why. a whole book in a week? I want you to read The Looming Tower. I think you'd love it. Listen not to it. interested. Listen to it. No, not <laughs> interested. Won't Lawrence, even watch the com a cartoon about it. Lawrence Wright is a is a Pulitzer Prize winning investigative journalist. I would love to have. I would love for him to come on and talk to this Richard Ga Ga Gage of uh, architects and uh, and um, yeah, but engineers of nine eleven. Studying the history of all of this is pretty interesting. I love it. Yeah. Oh, one more thing. You guys want uh, fans to suggest guests for the show too, right? Yes. Yeah. So please put in the yes. comments what guests you want on the show. Yeah. Tell us please. what guests you want on the show. We'll get them on. And please. we're going to have a proper studio and all this. You won't have to see this crazy. This is a very jarring background. <laughs> I look great. It matches, your, it matches your smile. <laughs> you got great teeth. I don't. So that's you, the funny picture. Home, you home, go home. You go home, drink a glass of warm milk, take a nap because you lost. Yeah. Thanks, guys. Bye. All right. Brian, we don't have to put that out. I think you're Fucking nervous. Right. No, you're right. nervous. Don't put it out. No, I don't put it out. Don't put it out. Run it! You're nervous. Fucking run it, Chin. I'll run it. I'll run it. Don't, don't run it, Brian. Brian, listen to me.